Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles will show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, you just swap them out for more new-to-use styles. Since having kids, I have kind of lost my personal style and I'm using Armoire to help me find it again while trying out different brands and styles without having to add more physical stuff to my wardrobe. And I have a few events that are coming up that I know I am going to want some fancier items to wear than the items that I own. And I don't really want to go shopping for items that are going to sit in my closet without being worn after that one day. I hate the waste that that creates and I love that Armoire allows you to rent high quality designer clothing for any occasion and then send it back. I'm just really grateful that I have Armoire to help me dress for the occasion without having to add something to my closet permanently that I know I'm only gonna be wearing once. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armwire.style slash minimalish. That's armwire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armwire today. You're listening to Minimalish, a podcast where we talk about simplifying our stuff, our lives, our motherhood, all in a realistic way so that we can make room for what matters. We're not here for perfectly tidy homes or seeing how much we can possibly declutter. We're here for living with less. Realistically, it's going to look different for all of us, but we're not really focused on how our version of minimalism looks anyways. We're focused on how it feels. I'm your host, Desiree. I'm a mom to two and on my own journey of living with a little less clutter so I can have more space for an intentional life. I'm no expert and I like to think of this as a corner of the internet where we're learning and growing together. So let's walk towards a more simple and intentional life. Here's this week's episode. Welcome back to Minimalish. Today, I'm so excited to be bringing you the first of a few holiday episodes. This year, We're really going to focus in on the holidays during this month. I did, if you haven't heard, just put out a holiday companion journal. It is a 30-day journal. It's called Your Minimalish Holidays, and it is here to kind of guide you through setting your intentions for the holidays, knowing your values, and sticking to them as we go throughout the season. And it's really all about making the season one that you love and one that your family loves as well. So I'm very excited about that, and I am excited to be doing some holiday episodes, even though we are just here on November 2nd right now. I'm not quite like decking the halls in my house or anything yet, but I am excited today to be talking about intentional gift giving because right now we might be starting to think about our gift lists. We might be starting to think about what we want to give our kids. We might be starting to think about all of the holiday exchanges that we feel that we need to be a part of. I'll admit that gift exchanges, not necessarily like the gifts I give my kids, but gift exchanges really have come to stress me out the past few years. And so I loved this conversation because it gave me some things to think about. It reminded me to 
start planning early if I want to be more intentional about the gifts that I'm giving. And it also reminded me that it's okay to do things differently, even if nobody else is participating in that same different way that you are. So my guest today is Rachel Classy. She is the founder and CEO of Tiny Earth Toys, which is an educational toy rental startup on a mission to declutter playrooms and eliminate plastic toy waste. Rachel and her husband live in Durham, North Carolina with their two daughters. And today we really are just diving all in on the conversation about gifts. We talk about family gift exchanges, different ways that we've gotten intentional about giving gifts to others. We talk about the gifts under our own tree. And we talk about just our own experiences with gifts growing up, our hesitations to do things differently, but also how it aligns with our values to do things a little differently than maybe the status quo of just piling up the gifts under the tree. So I want to mention that I know that, you know, this season specifically can be hard financially on us. And when we are talking about gifts, I think it's important to just recognize that this can be a stressful topic, not just because it takes a lot of effort and energy and not just because we might have a value of living with less and we don't want so much stuff coming in our houses and we don't want to give people things that they won't actually use. But also financially, this can be a huge burden. And I know things are hard for a lot of us right now when it comes to finances. So I want to encourage you that your budget should be an important part of your decision making when it comes to gifts. And it's okay to not be able to do as much as you've maybe done in previous years. It's okay for things to look different this year with how you participate in gift exchanges outside of your immediate family too. So I just want to kind of just throw that out there because I know that many of us are feeling it and that is that does not have to be what this season is about. We can still experience joy and peace and all the goodness that this season can bring even on a budget because it doesn't have to be about the stuff. Now let's dive into my conversation with Rachel. Rachel, I'm so excited to have you on the show today and just to talk all about what you do and really to apply it to the holidays as well. So before we get there, though, could you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, I'm so excited to be here, by the way. I love everything about the resources you're creating for parents to live more minimalistic and thereby less stressed out lives. But I'm, I'm Rachel Classy. I'm the founder and CEO of Tiny Earth Toys. And at Tiny Earth Toys, our entire mission is around helping families reduce the overwhelm of clutter. Uh, and really teaching habits of reuse from day one. So we are a rental toy company and we help families across the United States rent really high quality educational toys to help clear out the clutter in their homes without sacrificing the educational content. And I have two daughters of my own. I have a four and six year old and we have been at this for about three years and we've grown to thousands of families across the United States who are a part of our little rental revolution. I love it. And I I just love the concept of the toy rental subscription because I think for as long as I've been talking about minimalism, at least in my own life and from what I have heard from other parents, it seems like the toys can be one of the hardest areas to 
declutter. So with that, can you share a little bit about your mission and the story behind Tiny Earth Toys? Because I I assume it has a little bit of something to do with maybe that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, it certainly started from personal experience. I never intended to build this company, but uh, during the pandemic, we were home. My husband and I both working full time. We've got our two daughters now at home. No childcare, of course. And so I found myself consuming a lot more. I was trying to create a replacement for daycare and school for my children. And so we were consuming a lot of toys. And I, I noticed a lot more was coming into our home. But at the same time, you know, my closets were full of things that they had outgrown. And, you know, th- this was the big gear, like the the bouncers and bassinets, et cetera. But it was also just a lot of toys. And, you know, there's there's only so much time and energy to declutter constantly. And I found, you know, I was constantly like putting things out on the sidewalk or posting in Mar- in Facebook Marketplace. Like there's management attached to that. And I just, it felt like it could be done better. It felt like there could be systematic ways to do this and ensure that at the end of the day, the toys were going somewhere where they would be used. That was always my concern. You could drop it off at Goodwill or somewhere else, but you don't really know. Is it just ending up in the dumpster or is someone going to love this item that was maybe really precious for us? So we started a neighborhood toy exchange and built a lot of demand around that and then decided we would launch this as a company and and see if there were other families who also had closets full of stuff that they wanted to get rid of and um, and try things a little bit differently. Yeah, I I love that. And I think so many people listening can probably relate to that feeling of, okay, yeah, I understand the concept of decluttering the toys and, and getting them out of the house once my kids grow out of them. But if there's a constant influx, then there's just constant management that comes along with the decluttering of it. And while sometimes, and what we'll talk about in a little bit when we talk about the holidays, sometimes that influx comes from other people and it's not just us doing it. But yeah, when it's all combined together, it, it just gets to be so much. So can you share um, just some of the positives and the reason behind toy rental? Because I, I just really love this idea that this could be something that really takes a lot of the workload out of having yeah beautiful toys that our kids love. Yeah, I'll share, you know, I, I think we hear three things really consistently from families and they're different based on where people live, actually. So the the one cohort we hear is families in New York City and San Francisco, and those are our highest concentration um, cities of our customers. And what we hear from them is, we live in a really small space. We don't have any storage whatsoever. And so in some ways, you've become our storage closet. You know, Tiny Earth Toys is where we store our educational toys. And so for them, I spoke with two parents up in New York just the other day, and they have a son who's two, and they both work in finance. They're in Manhattan. They're in like an 800-square-foot apartment. And they were like, this is brilliant. I don't have to worry about you know, we don't have a playroom. We have the living room. And so we need this. And then the second thing we hear and like one of the big positives for families, which I relate to a lot, is the curation. So we we take a really uncompromising approach to the types of toys that we source and and then how we recommend them for children. We're using about 30 points of data on your child. We're asking you a series of questions so that we can make a better recommendation based on their gross motor skills, their fine motor skills, their interests and preferences, and their age. And so instead of just saying, hey, your your child's two, we're going to send them these toys. 
we're saying we want to know a lot about your child and then we want to curate the right selection. And so the positive there for families is, hey, I know and believe my child is scaffolding in their skills. I know they need different things at different times, but I'm not necessarily certain what those things are. And I was like the parent in like Google rabbit holes all the time. Like, what does my six month old need? And and we can we can alleviate that. We can take that burden off of your shoulders, curate the right things that are also, you know, primarily 100% wood products that are beautifully designed, non-toxic, water-based paints. And then the final thing, I think families feel really, really good knowing that those toys are going to get loved by another family. So it's not just like, like I said earlier, you hope, it's they know. And our, our toys on average get used about five times longer than what we estimate a traditional toy might get used. I love all of that so much. Like you said earlier, it takes a lot of the workload out of like the management of toys, obviously, because you're not having to store things. You're not having to figure out, okay, what do I do with it once my kids grow out of it? But also just the fact that you find it so important that the parents are getting toys that their kids are actually going to developmentally use and it's going to be beneficial for those kids. And again, that takes a workload off of us because like you said, I've been there with just like researching, hey, what, what does my kid, what would they actually play with at this age? And also it, it's so much better for, for the environment, right? When we're not just having this constant buying and then donating and you don't know where it's actually ending up. We're talking right now at a time when our culture is more focused on buying more, Um, a lot of a lot of that being toys, buying more than any other time of the year. And so I know Tiny Earth Toys helps families to keep the clutter at bay. So I'd love to talk a little bit more about having an uncluttered holiday season just in general. So what does an uncluttered holiday season look like for you? Um, What do you kind of like envision when you think of a holiday season that results in less clutter? It's a really hard one because I'm a part of the problem. Like personally, I find myself in tension in these times where I I can get get up close to the holiday and start going crazy. And, you know, I think we all want want these joyful experiences around the holidays. And many times that's the the joy of of unwrapping and these traditions in the morning of, you know, Christmas morning or Hanukkah throughout that week. And and I think that's just it's so hard because we all feel the tug usually, right? And I think when we think about the holidays, we think about what are what are some of the ways that we might we might create alternatives that don't take away from the joy. And so for our customers around the holidays, what what we recommend is, hey, get your exchange in right before the holidays and then wrap these toys. They don't have to be brand new items. Your child one will not know the difference. And two, it it's it's a great way to not overconsume at this time. And so for our customers, we do a lot around like get ready for the holidays. It's time to make an exchange so that you can be ready, wrap them up. And then frankly, in February, when they're no longer playing with them, send them back to us. We'll get the next, you know, it's a gift that keeps giving. Um, and so we think a lot about that. And I think more generally from a personal note, my kids are getting a little older. My daughters are four and six years old and like they're conscious of gifts, right? And you might be celebrating the holidays with other family members who have different values around gifts. And we're, we try to think about what can what can we control in our home and in our family. And this year, we're going to try something really different. Um, we're going to do one gift per person, but we're going on a trip this this Christmas. And that's really the gift to 
each other and ourselves is an experience. I don't know how it will go over with my children, if this will be a big letdown or disappointment. I'm guessing it won't be. And I'm hoping that we might be able to start a tradition that is really sticky for our family. Yeah, I I love that. And I love that you say like you just you don't really know how it's going to go over <laughs> because I think that that is the biggest <laughs> thing for parents at this time who kind of want to change things, but their kids are older yeah. and have, have yeah. experienced maybe, you know, getting a lot of gifts under the tree. And so it's almost like it's hard to really commit to making a change when you're not sure how they're going to yeah. react. So I love that you say that because yes. it's just like you kind of have to try it sometimes and you see what happens. Totally. You do. And you don't know how that, how it's going to go over. I remember for my older daughter, we had it was her birthday or Christmas. I can't remember which, but we asked her grandmother instead of buying gifts, if she could buy her a membership to the Museum of Life and Science that we have in our neighborhood. And it's this like really magical museum. It's expensive to go for a daily rate. And so she did that. And I remember my daughter asking, like, what was my gift from grandma or, or, you know, kind of this like wondering a little bit about it, because for her, the idea of a gift was so fixed. It was an item that you unwrap. And it was definitely a shift to be like, well, you know, every time we go to the museum, that's grandma's gift to you. And so it does take just some some reeducation and and some rethinking about what what does a gift need to mean? Yeah, that's so good. You just shared what you're doing for this year for Christmas. But what other ways does gift giving look in your family? Do you participate in a lot of gift exchanges with like extended family? What does it look like just in general? Been a little all over the place. We went from, you know, maybe five or six years ago, like everyone exchanging a gift for everybody. And it was just too much. And I think it was obvious it was too much. And certainly my husband and I both don't want the things that are given to us 99% of the time. We generally have what we need and, you know, find ourselves in these uncomfortable situations. And we found that just being being a little bit more straightforward with our family is the best thing. And so we we have put some parameters in place. What we generally do is gifts for the children. And then for the adults, um, we, we pick one family member or we will really reduce the number of gifts going. We've done it where none of the siblings are gift giving. We're just doing some exchanges with the grandparent age um, and just really trying to limit what it is that, that that day becomes and put more emphasis on the travel, on the the meals that we have and a little bit less on the gifts, but it continues to be a challenge. And I think it continues to be something that we we are examining every year and saying, like, how might we do this differently and more within our values? Um, another thing we've done more recent since having kids, we have asked my family um, for no gifts for my husband or, or I, and we are not giving gifts, but we are um giving gifts to families in need in our community. And that that is, we're doing it in honor of our family. And so in a way, that is their gift from us, that we're passing it on to people who generally need some basic necessities. These are generally things like socks and underwear and bedding and towels. And so we we find that we can have the intent of, of, of something, um, some really positive experience, but it doesn't necessarily have to be given to our family member. We can all kind of share in a moment and and have a really nice holiday experience when we're helping others in our community. I want to thank Tian Dickinson's for being a sponsor of the show. Tian Dickinson's is the brand that families have trusted for gentle and effective personal care 
first aid, and skincare for over 150 years. Their 100% natural clinical grade witch hazel gently cleanses, soothes, and treats so many skin needs for the whole family. No matter what life throws your way, you can bet there's TN Dickinson's for that. TN Dickinson's witch hazel products are so gentle that even new moms can use them to help soothe irritated areas and heal during the postpartum stage. But their witch hazel products can also be incorporated into daily skin cleansing or first aid in a new mom's busy day. When it comes down to it, TN Dickinson's is the definition of witch hazel. It's distilled to remove impurities and to extract the most effective plant elements. It's the only all-natural clinical grade witch hazel that cleanses, soothes, and treats just about anything, and it's gentle enough to use daily. TN Dickinson's products are available on Amazon and at major retailers including Walgreens, Walmart, Target, CVS, and Rite Aid. I love all of those ideas and how it seems like it's been like an ebb and flow and trying lots of different things. I think that when it comes to the holidays, we either feel like we have to continue certain traditions or we are kind of nervous about presenting new ideas to family members. Um, because this time of year is it is really steeped in tradition, but it's also really steeped in consumerism. And so when our values yes. are not change, it I think, you know, presenting that to people and just seeing what happens, just like presenting yes. it to our kids <laughs> with trying something different and seeing what happens. There's no real harm in that. Um, yes. It can only result in at least a conversation. <laughs> yeah. And maybe getting other wheels turning as well. Do you have any suggestions for anyone? Because it sounds like you have had these conversations with family members. So do you have any suggestions for anyone who might want to talk to their family members about either, you know, what gifts their kids are receiving or how much their kids are receiving or even just about changing up gift exchanges in general? This is a really tricky one, right? And I'm I'm curious if you've had any success, like what your family does and what successes you've had as well, because I learned so much hearing from what others have done. And uh, on this specific topic, I remember last year having a discussion with one of our advisors and asked the question. And she said, and I thought this was such a brilliant idea. She said that the way she nudged her family, which a more direct conversation didn't feel as comfortable for her. And so how she nudged her family, she created a Google Sheet. And in the Google Sheet ahead of the holidays, she said, hey, I'm going to send you a, a list. And you know, I'm sending you the list so that you have their up-to-date sizes in case, you know, there's something here. And that, you know, I wanted to share with you maybe the top five things that would be really helpful as gifts. And so, you know, we've all we've all got holiday lists and children. Certainly there's the tradition of making a list. But in a way, it was a it was a way for her to limit the parameters around what they what they needed. And so she was able to include things that were real needs like snow boots or a new snow jacket and maybe kind of package it up in a way that seemed really helpful. Like I'm going to give you their sizes and give you some of their interests right now. Um, And I really liked it. It was a gentle way, I think, for her to share some of those values with her family members. But I think every family is so different. And and how you have those conversations can be really different, but but they're worth having and they're worth trying. And yeah, again, Desiree, I'm curious, like, have you have you been able to to do that effectively? Because I think it looks so different in every family. Yeah, I think, you know, I've I have one side of my family where it's been really easy to have that conversation because I have a close relationship with my mom. So once Christmas comes around, we're kind of talking about it together, making sure that 
we're not like repeating gifts, you know, we're yep. not, because my my uh, kids are around her all the time, too. So she does in a lot of ways. She knows what they like and she hears what they want. But I have kind of always, you know, had that conversation with her and I've almost nudged it in a way of just like, oh, hey, let's make sure like we're not getting the same things or yes. she wants to know what what she wants. And I think over the years. And my own childhood, I grew up with the largest piles under the tree, a very excessive. And it's hard when you have that experience to like shift your mindset, even as, you know, the parent and being like that, although that was really magical for me. And I am grateful for that as a kid. Like, I know that is not what I want for my family. And so I think she has realized over the years they don't need these giant piles and things don't get like certain things don't get played with and we can be more intentional about what we get in general. Otherwise, I with with family exchanges, I have gotten my family on board with um, white elephant type of exchanges, picking names so that not everyone is getting everyone something. And um, I have yet to kind of approach that on like my husband's side of the family, but I do suggest it every year. So I think maybe one of these years <laughs> it'll work, right? You know, I think that you're, you and I both are saying something important, which is, which is just continuing to try. And it's, it's hard sometimes to live your values when the status quo is get, going against you. And I think half the battle is just showing up and continuing to try, whether it's trying a white elephant or continuing to have the conversations with your mother and your father. It's like, it's it's easier to not do anything and then just have the gifts and donate them or do whatever or let your house become this clutter-filled mess. But yeah, it gives me hope that we can keep trying new things and, and some of them stick. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like I, over the years, I think it's it's easy to get really frustrated and want to tell people like, oh, my kids have way too much and you know, get frustrated with people that we love that, that are yeah. bringing too much into our houses. And I always do kind of err on the side of this time of year. Like, I'm not trying to push any buttons. Like, I want it to be about togetherness and relationships. And sometimes that means, okay, I am going to get more stuff than I need into my house. Because even though I've had these conversations, like, it's still not going the way I wish it would. Um, And I think that's okay, too, that we can't expect everyone to adopt our same mindset, um, even though we think it might be the better option. Yeah. And there's only so many battles to fight. And in accepting it, I think sometimes you can also come up with solutions. And one that that we have used in the past that I I actually really like. So if you if you say like, we're going to accept this and we're going to accept that this is a time where there's people coming from love, you know, family members are doing this because of love. They're really well-intentioned gifts. And and so we have embraced it in the past. And one thing we've done that we, we do really like is it can be really overwhelming for a young toddler to open 30 gifts or 10 gifts even. And so we, we've kind of dripped it at, and, and we'll open one today and then we'll put the rest, you know, away. Maybe we'll open a few on the day of, of the holiday, but putting the rest away, you know, it's kind of the out of sight, out of mind, but, but that way the home isn't just overrun with things and we're able to hey, explore and appreciate those first five items really, really deeply before we bring another one into the mix. And and it kind of extends the excitement. We haven't always been successful with that. They might find where the stash is or kind of demand 
it more and you're having tough conversations, but we have been successful once or twice. And it's, you know, a month later, it's a really exciting thing to go to the closet and pull something else out that'll be appreciated so much more because it's, it's being given the time to, to be explored fully. Yeah. I love that. And I have kind of done that as well. Even just last year, we knew we were moving around uh, oh. the holidays too. So we were like still having showings like right, oh right my God. after Christmas. It was rough. I wouldn't have chosen that, but that's just how it worked out. Um, but our family knew that, so that helped. But whenever gifts were opened, they were opened already, but I like put things away and hid things right away yes. um, other than a few items. And once we did move and pulled those things back out, like you said, these things are not going to be as forgotten as quickly because they seem new to them, even though we got them. Yes. So I, I love that idea. Yes. Speaking of, I guess, receiving gifts um, on the opposite end, when we think we want to be more intentional about what our kids get and what we're bringing into our homes, I've always felt, too, that I want to be more intentional about what I'm giving to others because even if they don't have the same mindset, nobody wants to give someone something that they're just going to discard, right, um, or that they yeah. can't use. But I always think, too, like, I don't want to add to someone else's clutter. So yeah. do you have uh, any ideas of just how we can, you know, be intentional about gift giving as well? Yeah, we're the same. We we spend a lot of time thinking about what 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 we can give that actually enhances our loved ones' lives, and and not enhances it in superficial ways like the the newest, latest, and greatest knife, but ways that might enhance their lives and create a memory. And so, um, we are generally we we shop off people's lists, and they've come to expect that from us, which we we are okay with. Um, and and we really think about what's going to create a lasting memory or create lasting value in their life. And sometimes that's an experience. We've um, bought some of my in-laws who live in New York tickets to Broadway to see shows that, you know, maybe they wouldn't have asked for themselves, but we thought it would be an incredible experience. We know they like shows and maybe hadn't thought of that as a gift idea. And so we've, we've thought a lot about what are, what are the other things that we can do besides wrapped items? And it, that's certainly a bit easier for adults than, and children, but we do we do think about my nieces and nephews. Um, how might we how might we provide them even with experiences that are are different? Can we can we support them in one of the sports that they're playing in in a way that um, feels meaningful? And and I think we we spend and that maybe is the biggest shift. It's gift giving can be a chore that you put off until the last minute, and then you're almost required to go to Amazon and do two day shipping because like you're about to miss the holiday or you can, you know, it come in November, spend a little bit of time thinking deeply. Not that we need more things on our plate, not our list to do, which we don't. And sometimes it's okay to buy the two day delivery Amazon, but we're trying to say like, let's do it sooner and let's do it with a little more intention because it usually takes a little bit more time to be creative. And most of those things don't have a two day delivery button. Um, but we have so much fun with it now. We, we're like really excited for our, our family to experience these things. And, 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 and that's brought a lot of joy, I think, both to them and to us. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we've been talking about the holidays, I think it's really important that we talk about how this season can come with a lot of stress. 
there are financial stressors, and then there's relational stressors that come up with this season as well. And overall, it can just feel really overwhelming on top of already struggling with seasonal blues, which typically pop up for me at this time of year. It really can be a lot, and it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it, but adding something new and positive to your life can actually counteract those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amidst all the stress. It could be something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, and to give you the tools to manage everything going on. I'm very thankful for currently being in therapy to help me walk through this season and just a lot of feelings of overwhelm that I've personally been experiencing. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, and it's really empowered me to be a better version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com minimalist today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash minimalish. Yeah, you mentioned not adding more to our plates, but I think if gift giving is a big part of the holiday and if we yeah. want to do the holidays more intentionally, then Part of that is thinking more about gifts or thinking ahead of time about gifts. And I always like when when the holiday season comes around, I, I'm always thinking of, OK, how can I spend this season well? Like, it's not just about. Yeah, gifts, I, I love the holidays. Like, I want to enjoy it. I want to eat my favorite things. I want to sing my favorite songs, you know, but that's part of it, too, is just like, am I making something for someone or I, I like my grandma loves. I started it a few years ago, like. I make a calendar for her with pictures of her great grandchildren. Oh. And if I don't do that ahead of time enough, then it can't happen. And then yeah. what am I getting her? Like a, a blanket, like of a two day shipping. Yes. And that will be appreciated by her as well, but it's just not the same. So I do think like, yeah, it might feel like we're adding more to our plates around the holidays, but is there other things that we can take off of our plates so that we can be more intentional about things that, that feel the most important? I love that. I'm going to steal your idea of a calendar with, <laughs> with the images. I, that's so good. See, and those are the things that I'm sure that brings so much joy. She gets to every month the images of her loved ones. Those are, that's, I'm going to take that idea. It's a great one. Yeah, and there are so many different, you know, companies that, that do the photo printing and photo books yep. and things like that. Yes. That it's always, there's so many abundant options to where you can make something like that. Um, yes. And yeah, she always loves that one. Whenever it comes to Tiny Earth, I know you mentioned you always suggest to your customers that they get their subscription ahead of time during the holidays so that they can give those toys under the tree. Are there any other ways that like people can gift tiny earth toys or any other ways that that um, you, your company can be a part of the holidays and gift giving for someone? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It, so we, we do offer gift memberships and we've, we've kind of we've had to struggle through it a little bit because we, we get we have gift memberships. So you could you could gift a loved one four months to tiny earth toys. And we all we also have a lot of um, families who say, hey, rather than buy a gift, just fill up our subscription for the next six months. And, and that'll, that'll give us endless, you know, play. 
the the challenge is certainly what goes under the tree then if this is not a physical tangible item um and so in the past what we've done is we've 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 had uh, free printables that are activities that that families can put under the tree um with some nice notes about what's coming and what's on the way and that this is you know a four months or a year's supply of toys um but but what we found is, especially for the younger children who may not be super aware yet of the gifts and expecting the gifts, is uh, it, it's actually it's it's almost more exciting because every every two months they're getting joy. It's not just that one moment when they unwrap the gift. It's you know every few months it's getting refreshed and and really um, being put to use. And so um, we do offer gift memberships for that reason. We also have a number of um, families who put this on registries and so we can be purchased as a registry item and and ultimately we think it's such a great way to get started really when you're when your child is born so that your home never becomes that big cluttered mess that it can be I love that and like you said when kids are younger I think that is especially if someone's listening that that does have maybe like a one-year-old a two-year-old well someone who's yeah. a, a kid who's not really expecting because they yeah they don't they're not aware of it yet um, starting while they're younger and and doing something yeah. you know like gifting a subscription or something like that or just having less under the tree it's it's a good time to start it and I yeah. think I know for me we started um, with less under the tree and then there was this one year when my daughter was like it was <laughs> right when she was definitely aware of it and also I didn't realize like okay, she's going to remember this. It's just that yes. we realized like, okay, we kind of just want to do a little bit more this year. And we did. And then the next year, I feel like she kind of realized like, oh, this seems like less than it was the year before. Oh, was she was aware of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. It was, it was okay. But I say that in thinking like, I think it's okay to yeah make it you know, variable and vary things as needed. And like you said, this year you're doing something different. Maybe make a tradition of it. Maybe it will be something that you continue and maybe not. But I'm curious, did you from the start, like, was it always something that you were aware of and intentional about to have less under the tree for your kids? Or what did that look like? I think it's actually the opposite. I think I nor like in my normal life, you know, the 11 months out of the year, it's always been my intention to be minimal and even with their birthdays pretty minimal um and certainly in their wardrobes and in the toys we have in our home it were pretty minimal but for some reason for me if i'm real talking here the holidays have always been really hard and i think it comes from from you know it's it's usually your own history and traditions that you grew up with and and this this idea of remembering the joy as a kid and remembering the excitement of a lot of presents under the tree and so I think in our kids' first one or two years, I was the offender. I was the one who was like at the last minute buying last minute gifts because I felt like there wasn't enough. And and yet in the rest of my life, I'm that is not me at all. And my husband has had to kind of pull me back from the edge. And and I think more more now, now that my kids are older, we we try to talk to them about it because we've we've spent holidays with families who gift differently and um, they, you know, my kids might have less than, than the person we're celebrating with. And so we, we, we see it now is almost, it's almost imperative because they, they are aware and we, we have to talk about it and say, Hey, you know, this, this is, this is because we're thinking about the experiences or we're, you know, we're going to be prioritizing these other things, or, 
You know, we wanted to make sure that we did one thing that you definitely were going to love. And we're trying to bring them into those conversations, even though they can be really hard and, you know, they don't always get it. But yeah, I was the offender. I was like the bad one. And and I, I'm like a recovering over gifter for my kids. And it's really just my kids. Nobody else. I just I, I, I get this impulse to just go crazy. Yeah, I I can relate. And like I said, in the first couple of years, it, for me, it was easy to be intentional because I knew I was like new into minimalism and decluttering. So that was part yep. of it. But I also knew that she wasn't going to really realize that she was opening something. Yeah. And she was getting something new. But once my daughter turned, I think it was when she was um, three, maybe four. I can't remember which year it was that I felt that impulse that was kind of guided by like you, like my childhood and and getting yeah. so much under the tree and that being part of the magic of it for me. And I think the thing is that I don't want to say that that can't be like that can't be a part of an intentional holiday season. If you want to yep. give a little bit more during that time of the year than you are and you're intentional about the rest of the year about how much yes. you get. I mean, that's fine. Right. But I am curious if someone's listening and they are feeling like they want to pull back, like they want to have less under the tree, but maybe they're feeling guilty or they're feeling worried about how their kids will react. Um, do you have any kind of encouragements for them? I think my my biggest one is that kids are really resilient and they they can generally understand a lot if given the time and the explanation and the, the patience from their parents. And, you know, ultimately I, what I tell myself, and so if this helps, great. If not, that's okay. What I tell myself is what's going to matter in their lives is their, the love and what's going to matter is the experiences and priorities that we have in our and the values we have in our life it will not matter 10 years from now what they got on the holidays and that's really hard for me to remember but it's certainly something that i've been i've been trying to think more about which is like what what really matters and how might i share that with them verbally talk through that and then how might i live that more more authentically in 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 our home values yeah and i think that that is just so true that even if even if your kid wakes up and they are a little disappointed about what is under the tree or about how many gifts they got or whatever, um, or getting an experience gift and not fully being able to grasp that, it is true that what they are going to remember down the road is is how they felt and if they felt loved, not just on on yeah. the season, but but it's always I think back and I think most people can probably agree that it's hard to really remember if especially if you had the big piles under the tree it's hard to remember what you even got and yeah i more so remember just the traditions and being with family and and yes. the feelings that came along with the season yes exactly well i have loved this conversation and i'm feeling very festive <laughs> i'm just glad that we got to to talk about this i like I said, I love thinking through just how to be more intentional during this time of year because it can just be so full of like chaos and stuff. <laughs> and so thank you for all of your insight. Uh, I do like to ask two questions to every guest, um, but this one's a little bit different because it's a holiday edition. So the first one is what is a favorite holiday tradition that you do as a family? Ooh, it's got to be the night before reading, reading the holiday stories, reading the holiday books. So. Um, we have a pile of books that are holiday and festive themed and reading those the night before is like, it's, 
have so much joy in revisiting those stories. And we're a really big reading family. We read together a lot. And um, I personally am like, I just love to read so much. And so bringing them in on that and like having these kind of anchor stories is is probably my favorite tradition. I love that. That's so fun. The second question is, what's something that you're loving right now? Something that I'm loving right now is not a thing, but it's my my daughters are now at the same school. And, you know, we've had two drop offs for six years. What's felt like, you know, kids going in different directions and and they're now at the same school. And there's this really, really beautiful thing where they're like supporting each other at school, walking each other into the door each day. And it, it's just it's it's like got my heart just exploding. It's so special. And it saves so much time in drop offs and pickups, which I'm very grateful for. That's so sweet. I love that. Well, thank you so much again, Rachel. Um, Before you go, where can listeners find you and information on Tiny Earth and all of that? www.tinyearthtoys.com. We would love to help you out with the holidays, try to make it a little bit more uh, clutter-free and yet also get some great educational toys. So we we hope um, your listeners will come check us out. Awesome. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you. Great to speak with you. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Rachel today. I would love to hear if you have anything unique that you do with gift giving. I would just love to hear from you on this topic because I know there are so many great ideas out there about how we can get more intentional with our gift giving this time of year. You can find me on Instagram at minimalish.desiree and you can message me and tell me all these things. You can email me at hi at desireandries.com. If you are feeling the holiday season and feeling festive here in the beginning of November, it is really the perfect time to start your minimalish holidays. So if you want to journal through the season and really focus this season on what matters to you, you can go to the link in the show notes and find a copy of your minimalish holidays. It's also at DesireeEndries.com slash your dash minimalish dash holidays. So that's where you can find it. There's now a digital version too. And it's also got like printable capabilities. So if that's more your vibe, you can find that all there at the same link. All right. Thank you so much for being here and listening in. And if you enjoyed the show, I would love it if you would share it with a friend, share it on Instagram, wherever you like to share things. I am grateful for you for sharing, just for listening in and being here. And I will talk to you right back here again on the next episode where we are going to be piggybacking off of this topic and talking about decluttering the toys before the influx comes in. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.